Hi, this is Ryan Mitchell, former Washington Redskins, and you're listening to the Sports King on Sports 106.1. With 19 NCAA Division I sports and 84 majors, Coastal Carolina University affords student-athletes the competition and learning they crave. From FBS football to ladies volleyball, from championship baseball to ladies lacrosse, from business to theater arts, Coastal Carolina University offers a depth of learning both on the field and in the classroom. Eager ambition is a hallmark of students and faculty at Coastal Carolina University. Schedule a tour and learn more at coastal.edu. Less is more, right? Well, not when it comes to dealership benefits. I'm Tim Cosgrove, General Manager at CMA's Colonial Honda. We're extending the warranty on every new car from five years, 60,000 miles to seven years and 100,000 miles. Don't forget, we also have seven Honda Master Technicians, a community outreach program, free car washes with each service, and many other benefits. CMA's Colonial Honda. Owners just do more. Visit cmascolonialhonda.com today. Hear ye, hear ye. It's time for the Sports King Show, live on Sports 106.1. The show with scores, interviews, the hottest topics, and the biggest sports stories of the day. It's the show where you'll hear from the players that make the plays, as well as the key coaches and personnel who make it happen. All of this and live phone calls from you, the Sports King Nation. Now, direct from his castle, located in an undisclosed location in the capital city of Richmond, Virginia, let's welcome to the throne, His Highness, Jamie King, the Sports King. On Sports 106.1. And good morning, my royal subjects. Welcome to Sports King Nation. That was a golf clap. I deserve more from you, Ben Maitland. Sorry. That's all I can muster this morning is a golf clap. (laughs) Listen, how many times, Ben, I give you a list every day of things Uh to do. Do I not? Uh, yeah, we, it's a running tabulation that right. I, I keep tabs on during Write the Write it down, I always tell you. But one of yep. my pet peeves is this. Oh, the mic? Why is it every <laughs> time you know where I like it, you know the position I want it in, <laughs> but Big Al, heard every morning from every 8 morning. to 10 before me yep. on sports phone, destroys my mic, and I have had it up to here. Well, not lately, but anyway, I've had it up to here, and... Ben Maitland behind the glass. I know you have a lot of responsibilities. You have a ton of responsibilities. Yes. One of them is to make <laughs> sure the beverage I have, whether it be my water, water that is at a right temperature. I always yeah, need it there. Correct nice and chilled. And my welcome. microphone is positioned correctly yeah. for me to man the control system in the throne. We've only got four minutes in between shows. What do you want from me? <laughs> okay, now see, this is where... I take umbrage with you, and I'll tell yes. you why. Go ahead. You're a NASCAR guy. Uh-huh. You love those guys jumping over the wall. I do. <laughs> How about that? Nice uh, sound effect. Yeah, exactly. Splash of <laughs> gas, all the stuff you love to do in the NASCAR world. Yes. So jump over that glass, my man. Over Get the over here and adjust this microphone. It's not too much. I mean, uh-huh. I come in, I just want a couple of things. Do I ask for that much? Not really. I can, I'll pull a Dukes of Hazard style and slide across the table yeah. like the hood of the car. Yeah, I'll get a hood over here so you can slide across and That'd do that. That'd be fun. Funny, anyway. Better get them Duke boys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Roscoe. <laughs> anyway. Or Boss Hog. I couldn't really Boss tell Hog, what yeah. that one was. Whatever. It was close. It was they like, live on in, uh, in reruns. It was a hybrid. So. 
Hibernate How did we Hill. get to Boss Hog and uh, the Dukes know. of Hazard? Good start it's to the gone show. gone off the rails. But anyway, welcome to Sports King, wherever you're listening to the Sports King show. Central Virginia, across the nation, internationally. We love all of you. We thank all of you for tuning in. And we've got a big show for you today. A little bit later in the show, we've got Tom Flacco. Not Joe Flacco, Tom Flacco. And you say, Tom Flacco, tell me about him. Quarterback out of Towson with a real opportunity. Some people are saying, Ben, he might be like a Taysom Hill type of quarterback out of New Orleans. And we're going to talk to Tom about his opportunity. Of course, Joe Linta, who has been a guest on the Sports King, super agent, represents him and has high hopes for him going to the next level. So, so he's got both the Flacco boys. Another Flacco. Nice. I mean, how many Flaccos are there? I mean, it's a big family, and these guys are talented. I'm telling you what, folks, if you have one family member that is a professional singer, dancer, actor, uh, athlete, but these families that have multiple athletes that are in the NFL, I mean, I'm telling you, you don't understand how hard it is to get one. And then you got like the Manning family with multiple, and, and the Gronkowski's multiple, and there's so many groups out there that have multiple kids. Um, the the uh, young man from Virginia Tech, um, the linebacker for the Bills, uh, you know who I'm talking about. Do I? <laughs> Played at Virginia Tech, Edmonds. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, they're, yes. they're Edmonds brothers. I mean, they're, they're so many. Speaking it took of Virginia me a second Tech, too, how about so. that? I was waiting for the segue, see? Here's where we go. Yes. So we go from Tom Flacco. Then we're going to bring on Bud Foster, Mr. Lunchpail. The guy that, man, if anybody knows defense, this guy knew defense. And his Virginia Tech defense has got after it. So we're excited to have Bud Foster on for the Hokies. So all you Hokies fans that want to know all about the Hokies past and present, we'll be able to reminisce, go down memory lane with Bud Foster. And, of course, I used to love giving my brother a hard time. Uh, he and his wife, Steve and Peggy, listening from Kentucky. Huge Hokie fans, never missed a game, and, man, they always would call from the games and say, man, we're here now, and just a huge support unit for the Virginia Tech Hokies and uh, love Bud Foster and Coach Beamer and all the things they did, but we'll find out more about what he's up to now, and he's got a great foundation. We'll talk about that and much, much more as the Sports King goes on. But uh, I've got a rant today, uh, which happened last night, and uh, it centers around smoke alarms. Yes, not sports-related. Smoke alarms. Oh, you're going to love this one as I tell you about smoke alarms in greater detail. And uh, just a very funny story, yet uh, happens to a lot of people. So a lot of people will be able to relate once I tell you this story. Anyway, you're doing great. Military shirt on today, the museum. Of yeah. course, you're a big history guy. I am. Yeah, doing okay. Can't complain. The uh, sun is trying to peek through out yes, there. Yes, it is. Here in Richmond, Virginia. It's not a not a bad-looking day overall. I'm doing all right. This is a uh, military aviation museum shirt. Gotcha. The uh, They have a facility down in Virginia Beach, right outside of Virginia Beach, in this little place called Pungo, Virginia. I think it's home to a strawberry festival every year, but I digress, too. Uh, great place, great facility. They have a lot of restored aircraft, World War One, World War II airplanes that still fly. They put on air shows during the course of the year, and um, it was the first thing that I grabbed out of the, the dresser drawer this morning. So I got the aviation colors on, the military aviation museum colors on this morning. Great group of people down there. Can't uh, I can't recommend that place enough. Pungo? Pungo, Virginia. Yep. 
Every time I think I know all of Virginia, somebody tells me about another small town. It's a real small place. I, you know, technically Virginia Beach. I guess it's not that far from okay. the water. So, okay. if you ever make it make it down there, it's a great uh, it's a great place to visit. I think they've ranked like number one or two on places to visit in Virginia Beach the last few years. Well, so. I I heard you and Big Al talking about Major League Baseball. Yes, and. Uh, you picked your Braves, of course, not giving my Nationals any love. All of a sudden, you know, I guess the champs are not the champs anymore. Uh, hey, I'm just going by uh, fan graphs, as I was saying a little while ago uh, on Sports Phone with Big Al. They they have guys, you know, who crunch the numbers and look at um, and look at what guys did last year and what they might do this year and put the projections together. They really do have the National League East bottled up there at the very top between the Mets, the Nationals, and the Braves within a game or two of each other. Almost like a toss-up. Ben, my man. So, let me explain something to you. You're a young man, so let me let me tell you this. You are the champ, my friend, until you're dethroned. That's true. Yeah. So they are still number one. We'll be number one until someone beats them. King of the hill. And they should do it again. They have the talent to do it again. I know the Braves are getting better, but I love my Nationals' chances. Of course, it comes down to pitching. If we can pitch. And get somebody over at third base to cover up a little bit of losing Anthony Rendon, which is a huge loss. We will be okay. I don't know if key boom is the answer, but we'll see as things develop. But uh, you're listening to Sports King on Sports 106.1, Monday through Friday. And don't forget, folks, we're looking forward to tomorrow as well. Uh, Jason Lockin 4 is going to join us in Hour 1, of course, from the NFL Network. And then we're going to be followed by... You got it. Michael Rappaport. We've been uh, previewing this all week. The actor is going to join us, and uh, he has been in over 60 films. Uh, the ER episode that Ben can't stop talking about. Uh, I guess we'll talk about that tomorrow. And he's been in Friends. He's been in so much, and we're excited to have him. He is appearing at the Funny Bone on Friday and Saturday night. And uh, come out and see Ben Maitland and I in the VIP section. He'll probably hook yeah, us we'll up be, with that. We don't know that yet. We'll but, be waving uh, at everybody. <laughs> We'll exactly. see what happens. That remains yeah. to be seen. Yeah. Either that or uh, we'll be looking through the window. Either way. One or, one or the <laughs> That's other. That's right. We'll be in the parking lot. Yeah, we'll be in the parking lot listening to Can we please come it. in? Oh, okay. Please listen. We know him. Anyway, uh, but uh, he will be appearing on Friday and Saturday. A funny guy. A guy that we're excited to hear from because, don't worry, uh, if you wonder what he's thinking, you don't have to worry about that. He's going to tell you what he's thinking, and he'll definitely let you know. We want to thank our sponsors, without whom we could not do the show. CMA, Colonial Honda, Tim Cosgrove, one of a kind, great guy, uh, president and general manager. This guy is somebody you want to deal with. He's a family guy, uh, loves community. I'm going to a gala here later this month Uh for the Cancer Foundation that he puts on with a great group of people, and we'll tell you more about that. Um, But he is so proud of what they do from a family standpoint. And the one thing about Tim that really I love more than anything is when you sit down and talk with him, you think it's always going to be about, hey, the sales we make and the revenue we make and this and that. And the bottom line is this. It's really not with Tim. And it's so refreshing because he wants to talk about – the guy that uh, puts on your windshield wipers, the guy that is a service tech with all the awards he has. He's so proud of those guys. He's proud of the people that greet you. He's proud of the people that answer the phones, that uh, clean the building. He will recognize everyone, and it's a true family over there, and that's why they do so well. Please stop by and see him. See him at Colonial Honda. 
uh, moving lines for Tim Cosgrove. We can't thank him enough. I want to thank the Prince of Podiatry, the Bishop of Bunyans, the Master of the Metatarsal. We're talking about Dr. Paul uh, Paul Ross, of course, uh, who provides us with the Ross Rules of Foot Care. He's on vacation now. He'll join us again next week with the Ross Rules. We also want to thank uh, Joe Moglia and the folks from Coastal Carolina. Joe Moglia offering financial advice, the chairman of TD Ameritrade, as well as a former coach at Coastal Carolina. We want to thank Andrew Fisher and Nerve Corporation. Uh, never underestimate Radical Vision. Their website is www.thinkoutsidethewebsite.com. If you need a website, if you need social media help, if you need anything related to uh, getting your business on track and moving forward, Andrew Fisher is the guy to talk to. His staff is amazing. You will not be disappointed. Once again, www.thinkoutsidethewebsite. So moving on, we're going to have Joe Flacco's brother, Tom Flacco, and I know uh, one of the things I'm interested in is his prospects. It looks like from uh, everything I've done in terms of research, he's a dual threat guy. He's got a lot, uh, a lot of excitement around him from a Taysom Hill standpoint. I know you, uh, in, in terms of Flacco, we look at him as more of that classic pocket passer, but uh, it looks like his brother has a lot more in terms of what he brings to the table and should be very attractive. A lot of people are loving this kid, and he's flying under the radar, but Joe Lenta likes him, so I know that uh, the intrigue is there. Yeah, I would I would say so. He became the first ever Towson player <clears throat> excuse me, to be a, a two-time Walter Payton Award finalist, which I think is pretty cool. Um, if you're on, on that list, he also played some baseball. He was Towson's primary right fielder also. Um had 38 starts in 44 games. So you mentioned a potential dual threat type of guy. I could see that. You know, maybe um, maybe like a, a Taysom Hill, like Taysom Hill light, like light beer. Yes. Like a 2.0. There you go. There you go. Well, so, I mean, during his Towson career, he finished third in passing touchdowns, 50, sixth in passing yards, 6,086, sixth in passing completions, 484, was a uh, 2018 Walter Payton Award finalist. I mean, the guy put up some really big numbers. And the guy, I mean, I, I'm telling you, you know, I know talking with Joe, it's one of those guys that you say, keep your eye on this guy because he's somebody's going to surprise you. Of course, son of Stephen and Karen Flacco, five siblings in the family, uh, Joe, Mike, Stephanie, John, and Brian. So just want to hear some of the stories. I come from a family with five boys, and I know um, what can happen, that WWE mentality. I just wonder the Flaccos, uh, from a competitive standpoint, uh, what happened at their home and uh, what an honor it is with the family having uh, another potential NFLer in the family. It's just something you don't see every day, and uh, they put a lot of work into it. And one thing about uh, Tom, it won't be given to him. He's got to go earn it. I mean, he's not coming from, uh, you know, a situation where, you know, he's been at Notre Dame or Alabama or somewhere like that. We see him every week. He comes from a small school. So, uh, you know, his brother may be able to say, hey, give my brother a look. Not that he's doing that because he's not going to do that. It's one of those things where he wants to stand on his own two feet. But, you know, the fact that he has the last name doesn't hurt. But trust me, folks, and trust me on this. You're not getting an NFL opportunity in terms of a job because you have a last name like somebody else. That doesn't work. Too many uh, scouts could lose their jobs. Too many GMs could lose their jobs. This is a 
what have you done for me lately deal. And if you can't play and pass the muster, you're not going to be on a 53-man roster. So he better have talent, and he does. Um, he's one of those guys that is multi-talented, as Ben said, taken in the 32nd round of the Major League Baseball draft by the Philadelphia Phillies. He chose to attend Western Michigan to play football. So the guy's an athlete. We know that. Um uh, it looks like, from a standpoint of his feet, he's a guy that can make things happen and create with his feet as well. So we're going to talk to, to Tom coming up uh, in the next hour um, as we get going here on the Sports King. And we hope you're having a great day. As Ben said, weather, eh, it's trying to get sunny, which uh, yesterday was beautiful. Today looks just as nice. And, uh, Ben, I know uh, we talked yesterday about uh, tomorrow's show, Jason Lockham 4, a guy on the NFL Network's coming in an hour one. Uh, I have a lot of respect for him. He knows football, and he's starting a new radio show himself, and he does a lot of great things for the NFL Network. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing what what Jason has to say. Here's we're inching closer and closer to the free agency period opening up. A lot of speculation, of course, still as to where Tom Brady's going to end up and where he's going to land. Um, I'm sure that's a topic that will that will be touched on close to the start of the conversation, I would think, with, with Jason. Always has his hand on the pulse as far as what's going on in the league, uh, what the, the Redskins are looking to do with the number two pick. There's still so much talk about what to, uh, to do or not to do to take Chase Young, to take Tua, and all the speculation that goes along with that. Looking forward to hearing from him. And then, of course, the, the Rappaport interview is the one you really want to circle on the calendar for tomorrow. I'd... Don't know what to ex- – well, I kind of know what to expect, but on the same hand, I don't know what to expect. Um, we'll see where the conversation takes us. I'm sure that uh, his uh, fandom of New York sports teams will come up, being a big Knicks fan. Giants um, fan. I, yeah, I, I mean, any – you know, going down the list as far as um, him being a, a native son from uh, from around New York. So looking forward to having him in, and I'm sure we might talk um, some film and TV and stuff like that too in that conversation. It won't looking be like the most recent uh, – a uh, YouTube episode I saw of him and Snoop Dogg hanging out. Uh, for, it's a little different environment. Yeah, right yeah. Here. Let's put it this way. They were uh, enjoying the herbal essence, if you know what I mean, and having fun kicking back, and it was a uh, free-flowing conversation, to say the least. One we won't be able to have here, but he loves to have fun, and he's a New Yorker, man. He's proud of New York, and he loves the fact that you know he tells it like it is, and uh, he's been in over 60 films, and I uh, went through – uh, some of that last night again, and just really made quite a career. And the one thing I thought about is like, you know, this guy, you remember him. When you see him, you're like, oh, I remember that guy. I remember what he did. It's like when he kind of gets in that scene, he steals it. And uh, is one of those guys that leaves a really memorable uh, thought in your mind about, uh, hey, I remember that guy. Yeah, I've seen him a lot in a lot of things. It's not like he just comes in and goes, you forget. He really leaves an indelible mark every time he appears. And we're excited to have him tomorrow on the show, along with Jason Lockenfour. And uh, if you'd like to come in to the Sports King world today, give us a call, 804-327-0888. That's 804-327-0888. And uh, we would love to take your phone calls about anything. Of course, coming up, if you have a question for Tom Flacco or Coach Foster, please let us know as well. And uh, we will... uh, Get that on the air. We'd love to hear from you. We'll have the Pegasus Sports question and the rant. All that and more as the Sports King rolls on Thursday morning. Hi, this is Andre Ryzen, and you're listening to my friend, Jamie King, the Sports King on Sports 106.1. 
Hi, it's the Sports King, Jamie King, and I'm here to offer you truly life-changing advice. If you or someone you know suffers from foot pain, don't delay. Take immediate action and visit the podiatry centers of Dr. Paul Ross with two offices to serve you, Bethesda, Maryland, and Springfield, Virginia. I know firsthand he changed my life and totally restored my foot. He will do the same for you. That's the podiatry center of Dr. Paul Ross. For more information, go to paulrossdpm.com. That's paulrossdpm.com. Less is more, right? Well, not when it comes to dealership benefits. I'm Tim Cosgrove, General Manager at CMA's Colonial Honda. We're extending the warranty on every new car from 5 years 60,000 miles to 7 years and 100,000 miles. Don't forget, we also have 7 Honda Master Technicians, a community outreach program, free car washes with each service, and many other benefits. CMA's Colonial Honda. Owners just do more. Visit cmascolonialhonda.com today. Let's get back to the guy who said where there's a will, there's a relative. Oh, you're listening to Sports King right here on Sports 1061. And welcome back to Sports King on a Thursday morning. As Ben said earlier, it looks like the sun is trying to peek out from the clouds across central Virginia. A nice day, about 50 degrees and uh, promising for the afternoon yesterday was beautiful today looks nice looks like it could be turning cold again do not like the cold going on record about that not a fan of the cold when it warm we'll be joined momentarily by towson quarterback tom flacco brother of joe flacco here on the sports king and want to give you a little bit of background on him he's six foot one 205 pounds of course uh, a lot of people compare him to Taysom hill and he has uh, a lot of talent. He threw for 6,082 yards, ran for 1,066 yards in high school. Um, and he also uh, has been amazing at Towson, uh, super athletic. And he's willing to do what it takes to become an NFL player. And, folks, it's not easy because you've got a lot of preparation right now. He's working super hard. Uh, he had a great um, – career at Towson and it's something that he's very proud of and uh, Joe Linta the super agent that represents him was talking to us about the fact that hey this guy is special this guy is one of those guys that you really want to keep your eye on and watch because of the promise for the future and he's somebody that really is uh, super talented that a lot of people may not be aware of nationally but he's becoming more and more known and we are pulling for him and he joins us on the sports king phone right now making his first of many appearances because we're going to get him back when he signs that nfl deal quarterback tom flacco joins us tom welcome to sports king hey good morning how you guys doing hey we're doing great how are you doing doing great i'm on my way to a workout so not sure how I sound this far. Now, you sound great. Hey, uh, six All foot right. one, six foot one, two hundred five pounds. Of course, you played at Towson. Uh, when people were to look at you, uh, I mean, you were very productive, and some people have compared you to Taysom Hill. Not a bad comparison, but uh, you can throw the football, you can run it. The fact that you're multidimensional adds a lot to what you bring to the table. And I think if you're an NFL team looking at Tom Flacco, versatility be one of the keys that you have to look at in terms of what you bring. 
Yeah, of course. I mean, that's kind of what the quarterbacks today are. That's what they're doing. You know, they're guys that can run. I mean, the last two number one draft picks were Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield, and either one of those guys was six two. They are all there's one guy was shorter than six foot, and they're they're guys that can run, they can move around, and I think that's something that NFL teams are definitely looking for in their quarterback nowadays. When you look at your career at Towson and uh, your road traveled. You didn't get to play it at the Alabamas and Notre Dames, the big schools. And some people say, well, you know, he didn't play at the top level. And some people try to discount small market quarterbacks. But, you know, your brother was at Delaware. You've played at Towson. Uh, players are players. And the way I've always looked at it, if you have a great player, he's going to stand out wherever he plays. And once you put your helmet on, you're a player. Talk about any slight you may face being at a smaller school and, and what you tell people about that when they say, hey, uh, how are you going to p- compete at the next level? I would tell them that there's a lot of guys in the one who played in FBS that are starting quarterbacks in, quarterbacks in the NFL. you got my brother Joe, who's a Super Bowl quarterback, Carson Wentz. Uh, Tony Romo, and like, there's tons of, and Jimmy Garoppolo, he went to, I mean, there's tons of guys that I can point to and say, hey, they're small-town schools. And when you look at these big-time programs, I mean, a lot of them don't really send the great quarterbacks to the NFL. I mean, it's kind of, it's just true. So, I mean, you, wherever you are, you can stand out and you can make that, you can become an NFL player, does it? And more importantly for a quarterback, it's all relative, you know. Like, it, you're playing with people that are in the same level as, team that you're playing against so I don't think for me I played in tough games throughout my whole season throughout my whole year, uh, career at Towson playing in tough competitive games that would that every every play that I made made a difference in sports going towards the end of the game I, where you look you look at some of these big time programs and they're just blowing teams out you know they're not playing tough games for competitive games each each week and I can say that I did that and I survived I played every game and uh, I also like you said I was able to stand out to a point where I'm getting an opportunity to play in the NFL. So I'd say I did pretty well. Our special guest on the Sports King this morning is Tom Flacco, brother of Joe Flacco, who is looking to join the NFL, uh, quarterback at Towson. If you were to describe yourself to a GM or coach listening now and for fans that aren't up on your game, that weren't in the Towson area or didn't get to see you every week, how would you describe your overall play? Uh, I'd describe it as exciting because, I, I mean, First of all, I would like to say that I can I can run any offense, you know, that they're trying to that they want to run. I can I can execute the play call that you're doing, but at the same time, I, like you said, I have that versatility, and when something's not there, I can create a play with my feet, and that's something that the NFL quarterbacks are doing a lot now. When you look at Deshaun Watson and other guys like Russell Wilson, they're they're creating plays with their feet, when, but they also have the ability to be an NFL quarterback that can execute the plays that they're calling and make every throw. I think that's what I can do. When I look at your brother, I see a very cerebral guy, smart. He's got all the intangibles. In terms of the study aspect, it seems like, you know, the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree in terms of what you guys do in terms of your makeup. You're a student of the game as well. What have you learned from him in terms of preparation for this opportunity? Uh, just, you know, Joe's been through the process. So have, to have that resource of just asking him, you know, about big picture things, you know, like being trusting yourself, you know, being – you know, so just talking to him about that has been, you know, obviously awesome. But in these upcoming weeks, when I start talking to teams about interviews, like, you know, where they they want to get me on a board and, and uh, draw up some stuff, I think I'm gonna have I'm gonna go to him and ask him some, some questions like, hey Joe, what can I do? What what can I expect when I'm in these interviews? So he's been through it. So I think that's a, he's gonna be a great resource in the next coming weeks. But yeah, right that's... now, he's just kind of helping me with the big 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 
that's got to be invaluable from a resource standpoint for you. Um, and talk about your family, your upbringing. You have five uh, siblings in your family, and uh, uh, I have four brothers myself. It was a little WWE at times, a lot of roughhousing. Uh, uh, talk about your family upbringing, the competitive aspect with you and your brothers and your sister. Yeah, so I was the youngest of six, you know, growing up with five boys and one girl. And, yeah, like you said, I had I was playing with my brothers. We're all very tight-knit, so I've been playing, competing against them and everything. I competed in, against Joe in basketball because that's probably the one thing that's not, like, a physical thing when I'm that young. But every we played sports growing up. And, I mean, also, I, I, we had four bedrooms, and my mom and dad had one, and my sister had her own. So I shared I shared a bedroom with two of my brothers, you know, growing up. So just – it was, it, was, it was awesome. Obviously a very tight-knit family and very competitive at the, same, at the same time. You also had a chance to go pro in baseball, and that speaks to your athleticism. Uh, was that a tough decision to not go pro in baseball and stick with your path to football? So, yeah, that was a long – that was a process that I had going out of high school, and it was kind of like, what do I decide? And I decided that if I got picked high enough where I, where I thought I would have a chance to – like a team made an investment in me to be in the MLB, then I would have taken it. But um, I, I also decided that if I, I wasn't taken high enough, I wanted to play college football and I wanted to, you know, pursue my career in football. So I wasn't – I got picked by the, the Phillies in the 32nd round, so that was a little late. And I, a little later than I would have wanted to get picked to have taken it. So I was very grateful for that opportunity, and I decided to play this one season at Towson just because I can say I, I played college baseball. But – I knew I wanted to play NFL. I knew my love was for the NFL, so I, or for football. So I wanted to go play college football. And once that didn't work out for baseball, it's a pretty easy decision to just start focusing on football. Back on January 12th, Tom Flacco led the national team to a victory in the Tropical Bowl, uh, threw for 173 yards, two touchdowns, ran for another score. You really put your skills on display. Talk about the specialness of winning that Tropical Bowl. Oh yeah, the Tropical Bowl was a fun event. You know, it's the first. It's my. It was my first step in this post-college career of you know getting in front of scouts and showing them what you're made of. And I thought it started off on the right foot. So it was fun to go down there four day, like four day or three day event. And um, it was cool to go out there and we, you know, you, you practice for two days and it's kind of a little bit weird. You're like, oh my gosh, I gotta go play a game. But our team did a hell of a job and we were able to score a lot of points. And I played more than I would have expected because we only. At the end of it, we only had two quarterbacks, so I think that's why I was able to put some more stats than people would, you know, think that they're going to get. But it was fun, and like I said, it was the first step, and it was the right step going into my post-college career. You're listening to Sports King on Sports 106.1. Our special guest, NFL hopeful uh, Tom Flacco, brother of Joe Flacco. And let me ask you this: If an NFL GM or coach has you in a room like right now, say we're going to take you but we're going to ask you to potentially switch a position. Of course, you want to play quarterback. That's what you're best at. But you know uh, to make the 53, you may have to play special teams like a lot of guys do. You may have to switch positions to make a team. Are you open to those suggestions? I mean, I know eventually you should be a quarterback. We expect to be a quarterback. But if you had to, to make an NFL roster, is that something that you would do? Yeah, I would tell, them, I would tell that GM they better, pick, they better draft me. You know, I think that's – because if I have another option where they're going to want me to be a quarterback and have the same opportunity to be a quarterback, then I'm going to take that. But also, I I mean, I'd be stupid not to, to you know, use my athleticism to my advantage. And at the, at the end of the day, I want to be on a 53-man roster. I want to be able to develop as a quarterback and 
that means I have to play special teams for a little bit, that's fine. Like, you look at Taysom Hill, I'm sure he wants to be a quarterback. Like, he doesn't see himself as continuing to be this, the role that he is in, I assume. I, I never talked to Taysom Hill, so I don't know. But I'm sure he wants to be a quarterback and be the guy at some point. And um, that's what I would want to be. But like I said, if it's going to get me in an NFL team and get me on a team, then I'm willing to do it for sure. You've won so many awards. And, uh, you know, one thing, i followed your career. A lot of people off the East Coast may not know of you as much as they should. And the word is getting out on Tom Flacco. And I know the fact the smartness you have, the way that you take care of the ball, the way that you throw the football. Talk about some strengths maybe that people aren't aware of, something that uh, – some intangibles that you bring to the table. Uh, I mean, I think that what I'm going to show people these upcoming weeks are like my ability to throw the ball with, you know, the, with an NFL-type arm. You know, I think that's what I'm going to show people to – in these upcoming weeks, because I think that might be something that maybe people question me, but it's a question that I have to ask scouts. I, every time I get in front of them, I, I ask them, hey, what's going to be the thing that keeps me away from being on an NFL roster? You know, and sometimes they answer about, they, they say my height, because I'm six foot, or I got measured in at the Tropical Bowl, 5'11 and three quarters, but I think I'm six foot. And I don't, I think that's kind of a weak excuse to say my height, because I think if you look at the last couple of people that have been drafted and played, they're six foot. I mean, to a Two is six foot, and no one's even talking about that. So I mean, that's not that's not a knock. I want to know. I'm trying to find out what they're, you know, what's the knock against me, so I can show them that I can do it. You know, I can I've improved, and I'm really excited to just show them my um my, my arm strength right now. That's really what I want to go out there and show them. That I can explain it. Do you feel as comfortable under center? I know uh, a lot of time spent uh, in shotgun, but either or, if you had a chance to work on both. Yeah, that's what I. That was something that was. You know, something imperative this, to focus on this the last this whole throughout this whole process was just getting under center, working on the five step, you know, five and a hitch, the seven step drop. I don't think I've ever taken a seven step drop before, you know, this this workout. But it's not it's not hard. You know, you go out there and you do it. It's not it's not a complicated thing to do. You know, it's something that I've been throwing throwing the ball my whole life. So just to take five stops, five steps and seven steps before it isn't it's not a tough it's not a tough thing to do. So I've just been working on it. Because I just because I haven't done it and it's it came natural to me. Cause I'm an athlete, so it's been fun to work on something new like that. But I, I don't see that being an issue at all. Our special our special guest Tom Flacco on the Sports King on Sports 106.1, and uh, he's getting ready for the NFL. And uh, he is a guy you need to keep your eye on. I have a strong feeling he's going to be very successful at the next level. And folks, if you think Tom Flacco is just your average guy in terms of smarts. Listen to this. He has been working on his master's in applied information technology. This guy gets it, and the fact that he loves getting up there and uh, drawing up the plays and can read defenses, you're getting a smart guy, and the fact that uh, he really puts a lot of time into his craft, and I know that you're excited about this next opportunity. When you look at your brother, I know he's taller, of course, and all that. What are the similarities and what are the biggest differences between you and your brother Joe? Well, I'll start out with the differences because they're so glaring. I mean, he's six six. I'm six foot, and I would say that Joe Joe's an athletic person. People don't realize how athletic he is, but he's so he is so good at just standing in that pocket and like he'll stay there. He'll get as much time as he can being in that pocket. You know, however long he could, he's staying in there and he and he trusts his wide receivers to get open. He's gonna stay in there and he's gonna hit them. You know, that's what Joe. That's Joe's game. For me, it's a little bit different. I'm gonna have to move around. I can't stay in there as long as he because maybe I can't see someone or maybe, I, you know, so maybe I, I had to get out a little bit earlier than Joe. 
and I'm able to kind of create plays with my legs and kind of create separation with my legs that maybe he can't because of his height. Like people can get their hands on him, whereas for me, I think they're going to be they're going to struggle to get their hands on me if I'm getting a little bit of a pocket. I can kind of move outside of the pocket and create throws. That's obviously a big difference. And then similarities. I think when you watch Joe, he's very decisive. You know, he's 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 very quick with his decision making and his processing is so quick and he's and his ability to anticipate and those are all things that I think I have and I think when I hope when teams watch me they're able to see that, you know, that I have the ability to process information really quickly. I have the ability to anticipate, which is a huge for a quarterback. You can't you gotta throw them two holes, you can't you can't wait till they're in the hole to throw it. So I think that's some similarities that you're gonna see. And the differences are obviously pretty glaring. Well, I tell you what one thing is you guys are both cool as the other side of the pillow. Uh, your brother, I don't think uh, I ever see his pulse rate rise during a ball game. It doesn't matter if he's up 50 or down 50. He looks the same all the time. You're very uh, much the same in terms of not getting rattled. You guys have that built in, and I know that's something in terms of the way you approach the game is very professional every time you step on the field. Yeah, yeah, without doubt. And that's something that's been instilled, you know, from, from our dad and our family, our upbringing, you know, just be like that. We're the CEO of the team, you know. That's why I keep on saying when I when I want, when I leave these interviews with scouts, I want them to think, okay, that's that's a guy that can lead this program, and that's what we see as a leader, someone that doesn't really show any, doesn't want to show any emotions when he's too happy, and doesn't show any emotions when things are going bad. And I think that's kind of what Joe does, and that's what I'm trying to do too. Folks, I'm telling you, our special guest Tom Flacco. One thing about Tom. He's going to make a name for himself. Uh, right now, of course, you're Joe Flacco's brother. You'll always be Joe Flacco's brother. Very proud of that. But, folks, make no mistake, this guy, Tom Flacco, is going to make a name for himself. He is a player. And don't discount him. You may say, hey, he's not 6'7", 6'8", 6'6", whatever. It doesn't matter. This guy's productive. He's fast. He's smart. And he's a winner. And I know the fact that uh, one thing I'm more impressed with you and speaking with you is the fact that first thing you're talking about is, hey, I'm going to go get this. So whoever's after listening, you better take me. You really believe that you're going to be an impact guy in this upcoming uh, NFL draft, if not selected, and hopefully you are. Whoever doesn't pick you is going to make a huge mistake in your opinion. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's some, I've always had a crack on my shoulder coming out of high school and not very being recruited. So it's nothing, nothing new to me. Well, I'll tell you what. Your competitiveness to Towson and the fact that you did such a great job there. Uh, Coach Ambrose, I know, uh, talk about your relationship there and what he meant to your career. I, I can't be any more grateful for what Coach Ambrose did for me. You know, He was someone that saw, saw the, the abilities that I had and he trusted it and he, he allowed me to be the leader of that program and I think it went well for a little bit. And um, like I said, I can't be any more grateful for Coach Ambrose. I, when I was going through the, the transferring process the second time and I met with him and his brother Jared I just knew that we were going to have a great relationship I knew that we were going to be, be you know we we're going to have to step on the field so I chose to go there for that reason and luckily I was right this time hey Tom final question for you on the sports king show today what would you say to the fans out there uh, in preparation of watching you at the next level and of course the NFL folks so uh, what are they going to get the sum it all up, and what are the fans going to see when they finally do get to see you on an NFL team with an NFL uniform? I think that they're just going to get an excitement. I think whenever I come off the field, people always say, "Man, you're fun to watch. You run around. You're, you know, you, you make plays." And I think that's what I'm going to continue in the NFL. I'm going to continue to be exciting. I'm going to be fun to watch. And but you're also going to see someone that's just capable of running an NFL offense. And I think that's what's most important for me is just kind of showing that I can do that and. I would, I would love for them to be watching me for the next 10, 15 years, you know what I mean? So 
I'm, I'm excited. We're really excited for you, too. Of course, burgundy and gold would look good on you, too. I mean, we'd love to see you there at the Skins. They would follow your career there if that happens. But uh, you've got a lot of options out there, and the word is getting out on you very quickly. Tom, we can't thank you enough. We wish you the best, and hopefully you get a draft selection that makes you happy. And wherever you end up, we know you're going to do great things. We look forward to having you come back and talk about where you ended up on the Sports King Show. And thank you for joining us today. Yep, thanks. You guys got to reach out to me whenever you, whenever you want to. You got it. See that, Ben? Tom Flacco. Don't forget that name. Write that down. Tom Flacco. Big things ahead for this guy. I'm telling you, I've watched tape on this guy. He is a player with his feet, with his arm. He can do it all. And we wish him the best of luck. You're listening to Sports King on a Thursday morning. We'll be right back after these messages. Hi, this is Andre Collins, former Washington Redskin and Super Bowl champ. You're listening to Jamie King on the Sports King for 106.1. Coastal Carolina University offers you the academic experiences you need to succeed after college. From marine science to computer science, from theater to music technology, from hospitality management to health administration, there is a place for you at Coastal Carolina University. With inspired learning opportunities in the classroom, in the field, online, and around the world, Coastal Carolina offers the opportunities to support and empower your success. Visit coastal.edu to learn more. Want to reach the Sports King? Call 804-327-0888. That's 804-327-0888. Learn it. Know it. Live it. Everyone, Sports King on a Thursday morning, and I tell you what, Tom Flacco, Tom Flacco, not Joe Flacco, Ben Maitland, Tom Flacco. What'd you take away from that? Seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders. Um, you mentioned what uh, what kind of degree was he getting? Something like uh, was it marketing related? I might have spaced on that. It was one. like an informational technology degree, a All master's right. degree. There you go. Come um, on now. So not marketing, information. Something along those lines. Uh, if you're doing that, I did not do that in school. No. I went and did this. Yes. Sometimes I regret that. No, I'm just yes. Having um, a communication studies degree. It sounds like he's, he's a smart kid, intelligent. Um, if he can be a, somewhat of a two-way dual threat, like he, he, he seems to, um, to think he is. Confidence. Confidence is always good. Uh, I'd like to see the kid get a shot. From somebody. We'll, well see I'm, what not, happens. I'm not saying his brother doesn't have wheels. His brother's athletic enough, but he's yeah. not a speedster. He never has been. But this kid, watching tape on him, can get outside, make things happen with his feet and his arm. And he's uh, he loves to run around and make plays. And you can hear it in his voice. He is feeling, and I see that chip on his shoulder where he's like, "Come on, I can do this for you. I can be that leader you want. And uh, you know, get me in there and give me the opportunity. I'll win for you." So he doesn't lack confidence, which is great in a leader. So, I mean, that's something we definitely uh, heard throughout that interview is the confidence in Tom Flacco. We wish him the very best as he prepares for this next opportunity. Want to hit the NBA scoreboard right now? Last night, it was the Celtics over the Cavaliers, 112-106. Jason Tatum leading the way, 32 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists. The Thunder over the Pistons in Detroit, 114-107. Uh, elsewhere, it was the Bucks. We love the Bucks here on the Sports King Show. You know that. 53-9 are the Bucks. 28-3, Ben Maitland. Ben Maitland, 28-3, Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis and company, 119-100 win over the Pacers of Indiana. Giannis last night, 29 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists, almost a triple-double. 
And uh, he scored 29 points in 28 minutes, Ben. This guy's a machine. He is a machine. And ask James Harden what he thinks. Actually, let's not ask James Harden yeah, what he thinks. Yeah, come on. That's petty. That, I thought that was a quite the petty move the other day from uh, from Mr. Harden. I'm um, a fan of his, but when you just say all he does is run and dunk, that is really discounting way, him. Way off. Yeah, discounting everything that Giannis is about. Yeah, I mean, he's a freak in nature, certainly. But the dude is talented, uber talented. you got to do... It's it's one thing to be big, but you got to have you know a little bit of know how and some talent too. Exactly. So, kind of Ben Maitland talent. That's right, exactly. I I don't know if I'd well, put myself up against Giannis, but um, that would be nice to see though. Yeah, this is two nights after they dropped a, a real tough one to the Heat in Miami, one hundred five eighty nine. They improved to fifty three and nine overall. They uh, have a three game trip out west that starts on Friday, uh, and the first one of those on the docket is Friday night against the Lakers. Circle that one. Exactly. On your 28 and 3 at night. home? Are you kidding me? Unbelievable. Yep. Elsewhere, the Heat in Miami, 116-113 winners over the Magic. Goran Dragic, 25 points for Miami in the victory. It was the Grizzlies over the Nets in Brooklyn. 118-79. to Ugh, how awful. The Nets, 16-14 at home, not good. Get blown out, 118-79. Joe Harris, hey, former Virginia Cavalier, 13 yep. points, 8 rebounds for Brooklyn in the loss. Uh, Memphis, Tyus Jones, 18 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists in the win. The Jazz, we love the Jazz around here, 112-104 winners over Michael Rappaport's Knicks. Uh, he's not going to be happy about that. Wait till he gets in here and starts railing on the Knicks. Our special guest on Friday morning around 11 o'clock. We can't wait. The actor, Michael Rappaport, 19 and 43 are the Knicks, 10 and 21 at home. They should pay Spike Lee to go in the building. They're trying to keep him out of the building. He's been paying $10 million over his career in terms of tickets. I think uh, Spike should get some money back. He deserves a refund. Yes, I think so. Uh, Julius Randle for the Knicks, 32 points in the loss. Rudy Gobert. Rudy's a player, 18 points, 14 rebounds as a center for Utah. Elsewhere, the Timberwolves at home defeated the Bulls, 115-108. Nas Reed for Minnesota, 16 points in the loss. Colby White, 26 points in the win for Chicago. It was a Mavericks. Now, this one was a great ball game, Ben. It featured, of course, Zion Williamson and, uh, of course, Luka. Doncic, uh, the Mavericks found a way to win this one as they faced off for the first time. 127-123 American Airlines Arena in Dallas. The site there, New Orleans, 25 points from Lonzo Ball. Chris uh, Stapps Porzingis for Dallas, 34 points, 12 rebounds. And I know Michael Rappaport has some strong opinions about Chris Stapps Porzingis. We'll hear about that on Friday morning as well. And the Wizards, the wonderful Wizards of Oz, uh, Boy, did they get blown out. 125-104. And in this game, Bradley Beal, 29 points. He's gone on a tear after the All-Star game. Just hasn't mattered. Hassan Whiteside for Portland, 24 points, 16 rebounds. Big night for the Blazers as they beat the Wizards, 125-104. to Incredible so, uh, night for Luka, man. He's only five days removed from turning 21, and he already, last night, he put up, what, 30 last night? He broke Jason Kidd's franchise record for career triple doubles already. He's what is only his second year in the league? Yes. Incredible. Twenty two career triple doubles already for Luca. Yes. Incredible player and the uh, sky's the limit. Tonight, the Nuggets of Denver on the road at Spectrum Center in Charlotte, North Carolina, take on the Hornets. The line is Denver favored by ten over under two oh seven point five. Uh, the Clippers at the Rockets at Toyota Center in Houston. Uh, the Clippers should be an exciting game. Kawhi Leonard comes in with 27 points a game against James Harden of Houston with 34.9. 
Uh, man, this should be an exciting one there at the Toyota Center in Houston. It's the 76ers at the Kings. We love the Kings around here for obvious reasons. That one's at Golden One Center in Sacramento. And we need to work to get me some season tickets to the Kings. You know, maybe courtside or something. Because I always promote the Kings. I love the Kings. And uh, they are playing the 76ers tonight. The Kings 27-34 on the year, 14-15 at home. Sacramento is favored by five in this one. 218.5 is the over-under number. And Buddy Heald, 19 points a game for Sacramento, leading the way there. The Raptors, final game of the night at the Warriors. The Warriors 7-24 at home, just looking for a win. Toronto favored by eight, over-under 225. Welcome back Steph Curry tonight. Yes. Tonight, they're excited to welcome Steph back. Boy, do they need it. Steve Kerr is probably uh, uh, pulling his hair out, right? Pulling his hair out. And, and then uh, some. He's aging by the day with Quickly, that group. Yes. I'm telling you, when you go 14 to 48 after having the run he had, it's got to be just disgusting to get up and go to that uh, arena every day and watch that shell of a team perform. But uh, we are excited because coming up here in just a few minutes, it's going to be Bud Foster, Virginia Tech defensive coordinator, the great one for so many years for Virginia Tech. He's going to talk about all those great defenses, what he's up to now. He's got a foundation. Uh, Just a great guy, and what a coordinator he was. Uh, So we can't wait to talk to him. And, of course, take your phone calls after the Bud Foster segment. We've got a Pegasus Sports giveaway and a Royal Rant. So a lot coming up on the show on this Thursday. And it's going to be chock full all the way to the end, as it is every day on Sports 1061. So don't go anywhere. Don't touch that dial. Make sure you, if you're a Hokie fan, you don't want to miss this next segment because... This guy led the way for the Hokies for so long, and nobody knows Hokie football like Bud Foster. We're going to take this time out. Be right back. You're listening to Sports King on Sports 1061. Guys, this is Tress Wade, punter for the Redskins, and you're listening to the Sports King on Sports 1061. Less is more, right? Well, not when it comes to dealership benefits. I'm Tim Cosgrove, General Manager at CMA's Colonial Honda. We're moving lives forward by extending the warranty on every new car from five years and 60,000 miles to seven years and 100,000 miles. Our mission is to always give our customers more. That's why we have seven Honda Master Technicians and offer a free car wash with every service visit. And now, we will even bring test drives to you because we know that your busy schedules make it difficult to stop in the dealership. Another thing we're extremely proud of is our commitment to the community. From local hero discounts to childhood cancer programs to sponsoring Boy Scout troops. The people truly make us who we are, and we are proud to give back to the ones that give so much to us. So worry less and smile more. Only at CMA's Colonial Honda. Owners just do more. Visit cmascolonialhonda.com today. Looking for a top-tier university that is affordable? Coastal Carolina University offers more than 100 undergraduate and graduate programs designed to help you earn your degree. Visit coastal.edu and learn more about the coastal commitment to student learning and student-led research. Coastal Carolina University is consistently ranked as a top best value university in the South. Visit coastal.edu to learn more and schedule your campus tour. 
You're listening to a man whose yoga instructor asked him how flexible he was, and he replied that he couldn't do Tuesdays. It's the Sports King on Sports 1061. And welcome back, everybody. Thursday morning on the Sports King on Sports 1061. And I tell you, this is an honor because this guy I've respected for a long time. As a former football coach myself, I always watched his defenses. And one thing you always knew, Bud Foster was always prepared. Bud Foster was always ready. His players were ready. Fiery leader, a talented leader, a guy that just did it year after year after year as well as anybody ever has. And he joins us for the first time, making his debut on the Sports King. Coach Bud Foster, welcome to the Sports King Show. Jamie, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. Man, we thank you so much. Of course, born in Somerset, Kentucky, and of course, you went to high school, Illinois, a graduate of Murray State. Uh, When did you start thinking about becoming a coach? Of course, you played strong safety and outside linebacker from 1977 to 1980. When did the uh, thoughts say, hey, I want to do this as a career in coaching? Uh, How did that all come about? You know, that's probably an interesting question. Uh, It went around a lot of different ways, but uh, I started playing football when I was seven years old. And I'm uh, about uh, a few months away from being 61. So pretty much for 53 years, I've been involved with this great sport. And I was a quarterback as a kid Uh, growing up. I played running back and linebacker in in high school. Um, But, uh, you know, I used to draw diagrams and things of that nature back when I was, uh, you know, in middle school and, and uh, elementary school and things of that nature. But uh, uh, my dad had a hardware store. I really thought I might be ended up do that. But uh, And I had great parents, but I also had some very good coaches. And, and I was a three-sport uh, athlete, and all of my coaches at the high school level were outstanding coaches. And obviously I went into the, the college uh, level and um, – played for some really good coaches and and uh, outside of my parents probably coaches had the biggest impact on me and uh, um, you know I just really liked um, their mindset I liked their approaches to day to day not just what we did on the field but off the field how they treated us how they took care of us how they looked after us how they were mentoring us I saw the different hats that coaches wear and the impact that they could, they could make on young people so I think it had happened real early that I, I was drawn to athletics and had a mindset for athletics. And then I, I feel like probably in high school is when I probably got a, an idea that that's maybe what I wanted to do. What was all set. Of course, you were a strong safety and linebacker. Uh, you were grad assistant Murray State and then outside linebacker coach, then linebacker coach, and uh, just – really worked so hard to get the opportunity. Then Virginia Tech comes along. Talk about your time at uh, Virginia Tech in terms of the fact you're beloved by the fans because everybody knew when you were coaching defense, you were getting a no-holds-barred defense that was going to pin its ears back and be aggressive, and that really kind of just followed your career in terms of the type of coach and fiery leader that you were. Talk about your mentality in, in leading these young men to all the success that you did. Well, I appreciate that. We did. We had a great run. And, uh, you know, I worked for a legend in the in the game in Frank Beamer. And, and he was a legend in so many ways. Um, you know, just his, his 
uh, how he handled his business, how he treated people, um, you know, his demands and expectations were all at the highest level. Uh, he was one of my mentors as I, as I, you know, guy that I really looked up to. He was my defensive coordinator my junior and senior year at college. Mike Godfrey was my head football coach. And actually, Ron Zook was my position coach. So I was around some really good people at the college level. Uh, but, you know, I have a lot of people that influenced me and uh, kind of gave me my foundation of what I wanted to aspire to be a coach and what I wanted my players to aspire to. And, uh, you know, we had that lunch pail uh, when I became the, the defense coordinator. I wanted something that was going to separate ourselves from our opponents. And we weren't getting the three, you know, the four or five star guys. We were getting the two and three star guys and really – uh, developing our our program. I mean, obviously, Coach Beamer was a guy that uh, uh, really understood uh, the work ethic of what it takes to be successful. We hired a great strength coach in Mike Gentry, who really was the foundation of our program uh, from a strength standpoint. But I did feel like we, we needed to have an identity and something that we were going to use to separate ourselves from our opponents with the lunch pail. And basically that mindset of coming to work every day and out working and out preparing uh, our, our opponents and, you know, out disciplining them out, uh, you know, being accountable, being responsible, being committed, being loyal and trustworthy every day. I think that created the foundation and created a culture and created a brand that became very, very special. And we had high expectations here to be the best in the, in the country. And, uh, we were that on a consistent basis defensively, and that put us in position to, you know, for about 20 years to be one of the elite programs in the country under our time here. And um, that's something that I'm really, really proud of, but that's something that we really we earned. You know, success is a choice, and you earn your success, and that was the mindset that we, we approached every day. And, and that was kind of, you know, what we created here, what was all said and done. You're listening to the great defensive coordinator, former defensive coordinator for Virginia Tech. I want to say current because we still want him here because he does such an amazing job and did for so many years. Of course, he talked about the battered metal lunch pail has been a symbol of Virginia Tech's blue-collar mentality on defense. Every week, a list of goals is put into the lunch pail, and a player is chosen to have the honor of carrying the lunch pail onto the sidelines. And, Coach, I know that's something you guys just so revered in terms of an honor to get for that particular player. Yeah, that was, like I said, that was really a great symbol for us. And what we did with the lunch pail is we evaluated our players every day. And we actually, during like spring practice and fall camp, we gave the lunch pail to a player of the day, so to speak. So that really showed to the uh, the players that we were really looking at their um, effort, their, you know, and their consistency and how they were doing things both on and off the field. And I think the the biggest uh, compliment or biggest honor you could have, particularly being a defensive player at Virginia Tech, was being the keeper of the pail. And, you know, what we did, we did give it to a player of the game. He was responsible for uh, carrying the lunch pail, bringing it to practice every day. He had a locker. He was responsible if we played on the road that uh, he brought the lunch pail with him and uh, and like you said we we did a lot of things over the years with the pail you know we 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 put unit goals in there we put individual goals in there we we put mission statements in there 
Uh, we every road game, you know, for the longest time, I think you know, for the first 14 years, maybe 13 years, we were the winningest road team in the ACC. And and uh, I know Florida State and Clemson have their graveyard. We always had we were gonna put grass in the in the in the lunch pail or some artifact, you know, of road wins. Every game was a turf game for us when we went on the road, and so. Uh, you know that was kind of something that we really wanted to accomplish. And being one of the to be a good football team, you had to be a, and be a good team. Period. In any sport, you have to win on the road, and that was one thing that I think allowed us to do that. We had that mindset that uh, you know this is what we were. We were just going to outwork and out prepare, you know, our opponent. But um, that thing meant so much to so many people, and and I think you know um, with me stepping aside. Um, I don't know if the lunch pail. I think it's going to be retired and kind of put up in the in the in the uh, you know in the um, trophy case here at the, at Tech. But uh, there'll always be that lunch pail mentality here in that mindset, and that's who we are. And and uh, with Justin Hamilton taking over the reins for me, who played for me and coached with me for a couple of years, we have Daryl Cap and and Pearson Plato, all who were great players at Tech, and you know all had a great careers after. In, in the NFL, those guys understand the tradition, the expectations. So the Lunchbell mentality is going to continue to live on here at Virginia Tech, and I'm really excited about the legacy that we've set. The outstanding defensive coordinator, formerly of Virginia Tech, Bud Foster, our special guest. He coached over 50 players drafted in the NFL, including top picks D'Angelo Hall, Kyle Fuller, Tremaine Edmonds, Terrell Edmonds, pro bowlers, Super Bowl winners. He's done it all. When you look at that group, I know people always say, who's your favorite player? Who's your best player? I know that's hard because like picking your favorite child, but the fact that you were able to work with some of the best players to ever play the game, uh, you have to take a lot of pride in the fact that you were there to help them develop into becoming great players. Yeah, without a doubt, and that's that's one thing. And I've got great relationships with all my guys. Um, that's probably the thing I'm most proud of. Obviously, you know, our livelihood is to win football games, and, and um, you know, but I feel like my mission was to develop and mentor, and um, uh, you know, young people to be successful the rest of their lives. And and uh, those are you win because of those relationships, and and earning people's trust and loyalty and and that's that's you know you give it and you earn it and uh and you know and, and it's a two-way street and that's the one thing i'm really proud of those relationships that we we have and so for me to yeah i've been asked that question a lot and all i'm going to do is is uh, upset one of my former players and that's the last thing i want to do but i was very blessed to as you said i coach some of the best players not just to walk in the door at Virginia Tech and play at Lane Stadium, but some of the you know the all-time great football players to play the game of college football, and some of them have gone on and played been some of the best you know in the NFL. Particularly, when you think of a guy like Cam Chancellor, D'Angelo Hall, um, you know guys that uh, you know uh, the the Fuller brothers, uh, you know now I think the Edmund brothers have a chance to really be really special, and if they all can stay healthy, the you know they'll have a chance to really make a name for themselves, but. Uh, you know the 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 bigger part of that is the people that they are and and the, the, like I said the relationship we developed um, you know and the friendship that we developed and the caring and trust we developed I think is what makes it really really special. That's what you get into coaching for. It's not uh, obviously the money has gotten to where it's 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 good for a lot of people. Uh, I never got into this business for the money. I got in it for the relationships and developing young men to be successful. And, and that's the thing I'm most proud of. But, yeah, it's pretty cool that I've had a, 
a great run, and we've had a great run of some really talented players and, and guys that uh, have really become elite at, at what they do, and, and that's gratifying from a coaching standpoint. I didn't have the career you had in terms of longevity, but I won a national championship at the minor league level, and I had a Washington Post reporter ask me once, who was your favorite player coach? And I said, yeah, I love them all. And I think that's something you have to learn quickly. You never pick out one, because if you do, you're going to tick off a lot of guys. And no doubt. No that was a great, great you know, answer, I'll Coach. I'll tell you a quick story. I had, uh, you know, I made a statement about Brandon Flowers one time being maybe the most complete football player that we ever had here. And I tell you right away, D'Angelo Hall hit me and said, Coach, what's going on, man? You, uh, <laughs> you, you're not showing me the love. And, you know, and, and those two, you talking about peas in the pod, though, man. You, I just thought those are, you know, two great, great football players, different football players, different athletes. D'Angelo Hall might have been maybe the most phenomenal pure athlete I've ever been around. Maybe Brandon Brandon Flowers, you know, along with a couple other guys, but maybe one of the most complete football players I coach. So they all bring different yep. attributes and assets and things to the table and have different strengths. But uh, they're definitely you're, you're splitting hairs sometimes when you're dealing when you're talking about some elite football players and some elite talent. Well, I tell you what, my next question is uh, not football related, but I just want to know my brother, Steve, uh, mining engineer there, Virginia Tech, very proud. Uh, my daughter went there and hotel, hospital, uh, hospitality management degree. And when you look at my family affected by tech and you look at the tragedy they had there and the resiliency of the tech community, I want to ask you from a personal level, you're beloved there on campus. Anybody I talk to just reveres you there. What has the community and the fan base in that area, the Blacksburg community, meant to you over your career? Well, you know, I, I, I mean, the, we have the best fans and some of the best fans in America. I know there's, there's big-time college football fans all over the country, particularly in the Deep South. And, and, uh, but, you know, we've created a fan base here and a culture here that maybe wasn't here when we, when we arrived. And they were starving for, you know, a big-time football program. And, you know, that's the one thing I'm really proud of, of what we have built here, you know, is the facilities have changed tremendously, uh, how we're looked at upon in the, in the football world and in the, in the college, you know, athletic world is completely different than it was when we came here 33 years ago. Um, but our fans have been with us, you know, thick and thin. And, and, um, the one thing that I learned particularly from coach Beamer and from my parents, and I think this is what makes Virginia tech really special. And, you know, you having some family, uh, coming through here and they'll Virginia tech's a special place. It is a people friendly place. It's obviously a big school, but it presents itself as a small school. But I learned from coach Beamer that, uh, you know, treat people the way you want to be treated and from my parents and good things will happen. You can always hear that thing. The first guys will finish last, but, uh, you know, or good guys will finish last. I mean, you know, good, good guys. I mean, uh, around these parts are, you know, that's what makes it pretty special. You know, it's, uh, um, uh, you know, we're coach Beamer and myself, particularly, we were very approachable and uh, giving of ourselves, uh, to the community, to the fan base, to whatever it may be, to the campus and the university. And I think that's the culture we we created, that it was we're all in this thing together mentality. And I think that's what makes this place really, really special, that it is a giving, caring place. And I think, you know, uh, under the worst circumstances with the shooting, and you know, in, in, um, uh, here on campus, I think every America saw and the world saw 
what a caring, giving uh, place that this is. And, and I think um, that even catapulted um, uh, the feelings about Virginia Tech and seeing the, the true Virginia Tech uh, mindset. I think that's that, that's um, something that's really, really special. And that was in one way in, in an unfortunate situation that people were able to get a grasp of really what this community and this campus and the, everything means uh, about this university and how people care about this university. And that makes it really, really special. Our special guest is former defensive coordinator Bud Foster of Virginia Tech Hokies, and uh, he joins us on the Sports King on Sports 106.1. Coach, here's a question I've always wondered about you. The longevity factor that you had throughout your career and the fact that that defense was always at the top, always a, a very highly ranked, and you always were able to year after year produce great defenses. To what do you attribute your success in terms of just being able to sustain that kind of greatness over that period of time? Well, you know, I was very fortunate. Like I said, I had many opportunities to leave here. But like I said, I worked for the best guy in the business, in my opinion, in, in Coach Beamer. And uh, he really worked hard to take care of his staff here. That's why we ha- we didn't have much turnover here because any negotiation he made with his contract, it always was involved his assistance. And and he really made it hard for us to, to leave because and anybody that left wished they 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 could come back, you know, just, we had that kind of environment. It was a family first environment and that made it really special, but that carried over, you know, onto the, the, with our players. And, um, you know, the bottom line for us defensively is we had a high expectation. We set a standard, we achieved a standard and we didn't want to drop back. We just always wanted to move forward. We didn't want to rely on what we did in the past. We wanted to continue to, move forward could we tweak and get better and try to stay ahead of the offense if we could i mean you know those are things that we always tried to do we didn't stay the same and um and i think that's one thing that allowed us um to continue to move forward and adapt and adjust um and and also that allowed us to play at a high level and uh, and be consistently good. That's the thing I was most proud of is, you know, that we were consistently good. But it still goes back down to the players you get into your program, um, their work ethic, understanding the expectations, understanding that success is a choice and success is earned. I think that's the biggest thing about the lunch pail, you know, that we, you earn your success. And that was the culture and the mindset that we developed and the standard that we set. And, and we demanded that every day. And then we, you know, we, we developed a, a culture here. And then the kids kind of took it over themselves. Our players took that over. And, and they'd bring players in. And, and you know, when we bring players in, they take them under their wing and let them understand the expectations. And they kind of police themselves a little bit, too, from a standpoint of, Hey, this is how you do it. You, we're not going to. We're not going to. You know, if there's somebody that was taking a sidetrack way or trying to look for an easy way out or an easy way to do it or simpler way to do it without putting in the work, they won't allow that to happen. I think that's the biggest thing is that the the the, the culture that we set, that the expectations were so high, but the understanding that success is earned. And you've got to do it every day. You can't be inconsistent in your day-to-day approach in all aspects of your life. And uh, but I think that's the biggest thing was you know our uh, was you know the earning our success, but then doing it every day. I think that was the biggest thing that separated us and, and allowed us to play at a high level on a consistent basis for a number of years. 
Coach, we'd love to have you stay through the break. I've got one question before we go to break, and we'll have you back after the break to answer a few questions about your career. And uh, I had a lot of questions about uh, you moving on to the NFL and other questions like that. We'll go through that when we get back. But before we go to break, the one question I have, now that you've had a chance to step away from the game, did you ever foresee as a small child in Nokomis, Illinois, the opportunity to spend 39 years in a sport you love so much, did that ever cross your mind as a young guy? You know, no, it didn't. And um, I, uh, you know, I was always a gym rat. I will say this. I was always a gym rat. When I started out, you know, I was playing baseball and football and basketball, and those were my three sports, and particularly football and baseball were my loves. And, and uh but doing, uh, getting to where I am now, and achieving the things that uh, that I have achieved—I mean, those are dreams that I, I, you know, dreamed about. Obviously, I didn't, I didn't get a play, I didn't get a chance to play as a player uh, in an Orange Bowl or Sugar Bowl or a national championship. But I got a chance to do that as a coach. I did get a chance to do some really special things as a player. Um, and I was one of those guys that had to earn everything. I was not the most talented, the most gifted. Uh, but I might, you know, I had a lot of grit and drive and determination. And I think that's, uh, you know, a big part of my coaching uh, methods and my, you know, is challenging kids to, you know, pull those things out of them, you know, their determination, their grit, their, their work ethic. And, and I think that's what's allowed us to be successful. But, you know, I look back on as a young man and as a young boy and my parents and, and them giving me the support that I, you know, always wanted to be involved in athletics, and they encouraged that, and and it created a, an IQ from an athletic standpoint that I think prepared me for, you know, to to coach for 39 years and, and make an impact on a game and an impact on a lot of young people's lives. So that's something I'm uh, I really appreciate from a family standpoint that allowing me the opportunity to to live my dreams and, and, and um, give me an opportunity to do something really, really special with my life. I asked Coach Foster about the NFL, and we're going to take a timeout. We come back after this break. We're going to find out, will we see Bud Foster at maybe another Division One school or the NFL? He's a young guy. He can still do it. We'll find all that out when we return with Coach Bud Foster. After this break, you're listening to Sports King on Sports 106.1. Guys, this is Trent Murphy, number 93 from the Buffalo Bills. You're listening to Jamie King and Sports King on Sports 1061. Hi, sports fans. It's the Sports King for the Podiatry Center of renowned foot doctor, Dr. Paul Ross. Dr. Ross is an expert who develops individual game plans for the sole purpose of getting his patients back to 100% as quickly as possible. In my case, I wore soft casts, hard casts. I was in pain and I saw no relief. That is, until Dr. Ross came to the rescue. He restored my foot to the way it was originally, and he gave me the quality of life I so desperately wanted to return to. He can do the same for you. He has state-of-the-art techniques and strategies to ensure your pain and issues become a thing of the past. If you've tried the rest, do yourself a favor and now try the best. Call today. Two offices to serve you, Bethesda, Maryland, and Springfield, Virginia. That's the podiatry center of Dr. Paul Ross. For more information, go to paulrossdpm.com. That's paulrossdpm.com. Less is more, right? Well, not when it comes to dealership benefits. 
I'm Tim Cosgrove, General Manager at CMA's Colonial Honda. We're moving lives forward by extending the warranty on every new car from five years and 60,000 miles to seven years and 100,000 miles. Our mission is to always give our customers more. That's why we have seven Honda Master Technicians and offer a free car wash with every service visit. And now, we will even bring test drives to you because we know that your busy schedules make it difficult to stop in the dealership. Another thing we're extremely proud of is our commitment to the community. From local hero discounts to childhood cancer programs to sponsoring Boy Scout troops. The people truly make us who we are, and we are proud to give back to the ones that give so much to us. So worry less and smile more. Only at CMA's Colonial Honda. Owners just do more. Visit cmascolonialhonda.com today. You're listening to the man who thinks that Velcro is nothing more than a ripoff. The Sports King on Sports 1061. And welcome back, everybody. We continue our conversation with associate head coach, defensive coordinator, linebackers coach. He did it all when he was at Virginia Tech. Bud Foster, a great one in every sense of the word. And, Coach, I want to get to a couple things. Uh, you've had some a uh, few health issues. And uh, one thing I always watch when I watched you, and I tell my family, boy, Coach is getting fired up. He's got to calm down. You were so into it, so intense, and that intensity transferred over to your players. But it also takes its toll over a number of years, and you've been at it for so long. And to step away from it and try to relax, I know that uh, you put your body through a tremendous amount. A lot of people don't understand the rigors of coaching and how much of a toll it can take on your body. Can you talk? How's your health now? How are you doing on a physical standpoint? Yeah, I'm doing better. Thank you for asking, too, Jimmy. I uh... – you know, I, I had a couple of hard episodes. That's really what happened. I was told to kind of keep it under wraps for, you know, as we went into the season, not to, oh, just turn it into a circuit, so to speak. And, you know, not to, you know, we really wanted to focus on the team and the players and the season and not about me. And, and um, but my cardiologist actually recommended that I step away, you know, and, and if I wanted to continue, if I wanted to enjoy my grandkids and those, and those type of things. And it's, you know, I, I I spent 25 years of my 39 as a coordinator, and and at this level, and and doing it as as well as we did. I mean, you put a lot into it, and people just see Saturday; they don't see uh, Sunday through Friday, and they don't see the recruiting, and the, and it be, it's become a uh, you know a seven day a week, 365 days a year job, and it's just not football. It's you know you wear so many hats with these young men. And you're so involved in their lives on a day-to-day basis that it, it, it will consume you and, and and take it over. Now, for me, from on the field, as you, you saw, and, and I was an intense guy. I, I played every play with those guys emotionally, and you know the scars that you get. I you know I won was fortunate to win 230 games as a coordinator, and I lost I think 94. I remember a little bit of those 230, and I remember about every one of those 94. So there's some scars there that, uh, you know, that's taken its toll. But, um, you know, I'm feeling better now. Um, you know, it got me on some good medicine. I just actually took a stress test the other day. And um, and so I'm, 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 I'm looking after myself a lot better than maybe what I did when – I know a lot better than what I did when I was uh, – coaching because you you were you were so consumed on what you were doing on a day-to-day basis but uh you know i'm feeling so much better and i'm and i'm excited uh you know i was i'm I'm sorry i had to step away because i know virginia tech's got a chance to be really good over the next couple years and that's that was the hard part for me but it was also 
the best thing for me to do for you know for my for my best uh, personal situation. And, and, and at the end, it's after you know doing this for so long, it's about time I started to look out from you know myself a little bit here too. So that was my ultimate decision, and you know, and, and having some help and with my decision as going forward, you know, with what I'm doing right now. You know what, Coach, it's so great that you said that. And so many people don't realize. They see the Saturday, you're like, man, they see the pageantry and a lot of fun for the tailgaters and all the fun of watching a game and cheering for your favorite team. But I'm telling you, football has gone from seasonal from way back in the day to now it's uh, 365 days a year. I mean, you got to go because you have to stay ahead of your competition in all aspects. And the toll it takes, uh, people don't understand. There's really no downtime. I've seen coaches been out to dinner, the phone's ringing off the hook because you have to take recruit calls. You have to try to talk to certain people, and uh, whether it be interviews or this, that, and the other. So there's a lot to it that a lot of folks don't see. Very rewarding, but as you know, very stressful at times. Yeah, and that's where you see some guys maybe training to try to go to the NFL. Not to say the NFL is a long season, but they don't have to deal with recruiting and uh, you know the the players are only allowed so many uh, opportunities and this and that. It's it's just it's a total different game uh, from a business standpoint and and what you put into it with those with the men at that level and what you do. You know, you're still in the big time developmental stage of a young young person's life and if you're looking at it differently as a college football coach you're in it for the wrong business you know for the wrong reasons because i mean our like i said our livelihood is to win football games our our, our mission is to mentor and develop and and uh, you know create young men or young people to be successful and help them be successful in life and that's kind of uh, you know the one thing that i think a lot of people look forget about you know that these are young people, even though my guy might be six, seven, three hundred twenty pounds, he still might be nineteen years old and still has a lot of growth to do mentally as well as the, any other aspect, you know. So that's a, that's one of the hats we wear though. Coach, do you see any uh possibility because I always thought you would have been one heck of a division one head coach had you decided to take that opportunity. You had many that came your way and you stayed there were very loyal to Coach Beamer and we understand why as far as what you've done there. Uh, of course your family was able to grow up in the community and so forth. Do you foresee down the road if the right opportunity came for a division one head coaching opportunity or an NFL job, whether it be head coach, assistant coach, can you see yourself getting back into it under any circumstance, or do you think that you're going to be satisfied with what you've done to this point? Yeah, I, I don't see myself coaching anymore. If I were going to do that, I would stay here at Virginia Tech. Now, I had some opportunities at, um, you know, as a head coach, I was for some coaching, head coaching positions, but I was very select. I, I wanted a power of five job. I, you know, we were there for a stretch of, you know, for about 20 plus years, we were you know, a top 10, top 15 kind of football program. And we were competing for Big East championships at the time, ACC championships, and still are. And, uh, you know, we were we were playing in big-time bowls. And, you know, and those now would be the, you know, the, uh, the, uh, you know, the playoff kind of bowl scenarios with the Sugar Bowls, Bowls, and Orange Bowls that we played in and the Chick-fil-A Bowls and things of that nature. But, uh, you know, those – I, I – I um, I had some opportunities, but like you said, it was a lot of factors that kept me here. But I don't see myself anymore. I just, uh, you know, it's taking its toll on my body. 
I've given everything that I had to put into this place. And, and, uh, and with that being said, they've rewarded me to keep me here for, you know, I signed a four-year contract to be a special assistant to the athletic director. And, and I'll be involved in a lot of different things here as far as fundraising or being an ambassador for the university, uh, mentoring, uh, you know, mentoring coaches. In, in not just football, but in other sports and mentoring uh, student athletes. So, you know, it's something that I feel like I can give back, but in a lot less stressful situation. And, and, um, and but also give a lot of feedback about things that, you know, happened in my career that I can maybe help a coach or, you know, expectations of, and, uh, and demands of what it takes to be a, you know, a college student athlete. So I think there's a lot of things that I can do to give back but also, you know, not take its toll, continue to take its toll on my body. You've now made that transition. Uh, now you're a present husband all the time and a father and grandfather. How are you avoiding this honeydew list, Coach? What are you doing? I mean, uh, you telling the missus uh, don't put too much stress on you in terms of doing all those chores, or how are you getting away from it? Well, you know what? It's kind of nice maybe to do some uh, – just some basic fundamental things on a day-to-day basis. And sometimes you don't get a chance to do those, you know, when you're coming in at 5.30 in the morning and, you know, and then the, I'm just talking the off-season. You're here 5.30 in the morning till 6 o'clock at night, and then you're doing different things. But during in-season from about mid-July till February, it's, you know, it's seven days a week from, you know, 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. on the average, you know. So it's kind of nice just to have a Saturday or I can go to the grocery store or go over and watch my granddaughter uh, uh, do gymnastics or go to the park with my grandson or go have lunch with my son or my daughter. And, and those are just basic things and everyday things that uh, – you know, I, I, I'm enjoying right now. And besides giving me some opportunities to still keep my hand in what I love is, is college athletics. I think it's just an exciting time for young people, and, and it's an exciting um, time for, uh, you know, the, the fans love, I think, this time frame of, of, of athletes. You know, just there's a rawness and a special, exciting, you see them develop and grow all in, in one, see some special, unique athletes, but there's a development rawness that's pretty cool about college athletics and makes it pretty neat. So it's still fun to be a part of that, but also be able to spend some time uh, with my with my true family, you know, my real family outside of the, the football family. Yeah, and uh, speak with Mike Singletary, former Chicago Bear great and Hall of Famer, he would talk about his wife and family and the sacrifice, and like you said, uh, being away from it for 33 years just at Virginia Tech alone, uh, your family has to take a back burner. I mean, they are the recipient of the success and the financial aspects, but that's not everything. And the fact that the time commitment away is something that now you get a chance to spend with them, but uh, for so long you didn't. So you're getting back in that situation. I know they're happy to have you around as uh, they get to spend a lot more time with you these days. Yeah, I'd be interested to talk to Mike, you know, from a standpoint of, you know, he was a great player, but obviously he was a player. And then he, he got into the coaching aspect of it. And there's a there's a big-time time demand of you differently as a player. I know you got to prepare and lift weights and train and that type of thing. But there is a different, you know, demand on you as a coach than it is as a player. Not so much maybe as much physically, 
as far as your pure strength and those type of things. But physically, from an emotional standpoint, um, you know, stress standpoint, uh, hour standpoint, that it can take a toll on your body in a different way. But it's, uh, you know, he's a guy that's done it all, and it'd be interesting to get his perspective on, you know, um, life as a player and then life as a coach and the different demands that it, it plays on, you know. So, uh, but it's good for me to, you know, have some quality time with my family. And, and in fact, uh, we're going to have dinner tonight, and I'm looking forward to seeing everybody. Now you're listening to the outstanding former defensive coordinator for the Virginia Tech Hokies, Bud Foster, on the Sports King on Sports 106.1. Coach, tell the fans listening, we know about the intensity. We know about you as a defensive coordinator, all the great things you did. Tell us something off the field, maybe a hobby or something that we don't know about you that's interesting. Well, I, uh, I do like to fish. I've got a little place on a small lake here south of Blacksburg. I do like to fish. I really... I started out fishing quite a bit when I bought the place. That was like 17 years ago. And then uh, the last, to be honest with you, the last five or six years, I don't think I've fished maybe a handful of times. I just, we haven't had the time. Uh, number one, with just with junior days and you know, camps and satellite camps and different events and functions that you do, you know. And uh, But I do like to fish. Uh I do in the off season. I have I get I love to get in my boat. I got into this. Uh, it's called wake surfing, so it's a little bit like uh, like surfing and wakeboarding in one. And it's good for us folks that are probably uh, you know in the uh, older folks because it doesn't take its toll <laughs> on you like skiing or, or wakeboarding does. But it's uh, that's something that I've really gotten into and enjoy. And uh, and. Uh, Besides that, I, I do. I'm involved a lot, like I said, right now with the university. Uh, I'm involved in a lot of uh, hooky club functions, so it's a great opportunity. I'm a people person, so I enjoy being around the people that have allowed me an opportunity to be successful. It gives me a chance to uh, thank them, get to know them a little bit more intimately, and, and uh, but then also turn around and help the university. But those are, you know, to be honest with you, my, my family, catching up with them, uh, my time at the lake, uh, I'm hoping to be able to do a little bit of traveling here and there. It doesn't need to be going over into Europe and those type of things. It's, I've told my wife and, you know, we've talked about it. You know, I've been to a lot of places, but I've not seen a lot of things. You know, you see a lot of buses and airplane seats and locker rooms and those type of things over the years, but in hotel rooms, but, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, going to Boston. I've been to Boston a lot, but I've really not seen Boston, you know. So things of that nature that I'm looking forward to doing and, and, uh, and excited about doing as we move forward. Coach, we want to talk about your Lunch Pail Foundation. Can you tell the fans about that? Because uh, I told you the story of friends with uh, the late Coach Sam Weiss, former Cincinnati Bengal coach, who was a transplant recipient. You've done such great things as far as raising funds. Talk about your foundation, all the great things you've done. Well, I appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah, we started a foundation several years ago, and it's called the Lunch Pail Defense Foundation. And basically what I wanted to do was start a scholarship or scholarships, give scholarships to students that kind of embodied what the Lunch Pail was all about. They didn't have to be straight-A students, but they, they were people that and students that, you know, maybe had to overcome some obstacles, um, had to earn their success through a variety of things. And we, we sent out flyers to the guidance counselors around the, what we had called the New River Valley here in the Roanoke Valley. And, uh, and you know, greater 
area around this, these parts. And, uh, uh, and they, you know, just, and they had to tell their story a little bit. Uh, they had to do an essay and, uh, and, and things. And, and I had a board that picked out, uh, who some the recipients were, but we've given, uh, around $200,000 in scholarships. I've endowed a $100,000 scholarship or, you know, a full scholarship to, uh, the athletic department towards football. We've given um, over $60,000 to Duke Medical, um, uh, Duke University Medical, where, and it's geared towards um, transplant families. Um, you know, you have people that get a transplant, and there's going to be an extended stay. And so we've, um, we've given money to um, them that my director had a transplant and went through there and that was one thing that he wanted to do and something I support. My father went through that at, at one point in time in his life. And so we aid uh, families of uh, extended uh, stay transplant uh, patients. So it's something that I'm really proud of. The community's bought into this. We, we have an annual golf tournament. Um, you know, we, 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 uh, it's something that I'm really, really proud of that I'm proud that we had, we've had several, businesses in the community be a part of because it's a win-win situation and you know i think the you know the future's in our youth and there's some shining stars out there that you know need an opportunity or deserve an opportunity and, and we've tried to identify those people that deserve an opportunity and try to reward them in a lot of ways so it's something i'm really proud of and i think i appreciate you asking me about that and allowing me to put that out there you got it coach listen we can't thank you enough for joining us on the sports king for this extended interview we want to have you back during college football season you've been a joy to talk to you've done such great things you you are an institution in the state of virginia you have set the bar so high from a defensive legacy and coaching legacy and we thank you so much for all you did for virginia tech and we look forward to having you back and once again thank you for joining us today on the sports king show well, Jamie, I appreciate you having me, and I look forward to getting. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to stay involved, and you know, hopefully, they're going to keep me involved around here at some part, you know, game day. Um, but um, I would, uh, I'd love to get back and talk college football, and as as we continue on here. So I'm not going to, I'm stepping away from the game, but I'm not going to leave the game. And I'm, 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 I'm proud of what we've accomplished here, and I'm proud of the players that we've had here, and. I, so excited for our fans and and, uh, and and appreciate all their support and, and, and what they've done for us. And, and we wouldn't be able to do what we've done without them. And, uh, and appreciate you allowing me to, to be on the show with you guys. The great Bud Foster, defensive coordinator of Virginia Tech Hokies. We're going to take a timeout. You're listening to the Sports King on Sports 106.1. Hi, this is Mike Singletary, former Chicago Bear, Hall of Famer. You're listening to my friend, Jamie King. The Sports King on Sports 106.1. Looking for a top-tier university that is affordable? Coastal Carolina University offers more than 100 undergraduate and graduate programs designed to help you earn your degree. Visit coastal.edu and learn more about the coastal commitment to student learning and student-led research. Coastal Carolina University is consistently ranked as a top best value university in the South. Visit coastal.edu to learn more and schedule your campus tour. The Sports King Studio Line is now open. If you got a sports question, thoughts on your mind about your favorite team, we'd love to hear from you at 804-327-0888. That's 804-327-0888. Welcome back, everyone. Sports King on Sports 106.1. Man, it was great talking to Bud Foster. Been a longtime fan of that guy. He is the best 
one of the very best to ever do it in terms of defense. This guy ranks up there at the very top of the class when it talks about defense. You talk about Bud Foster, excellent for the Virginia Tech Hokies. Ben, I've got something on my mind. Hear ye, hear ye. It's time for the Royal Rant. I'm telling you what. You know what upsets me, Ben? A lot of things. But my house, why is it? And I love the fire department. I love the first responders. So nothing against any of them because they do an amazing job. I love smoke detectors. And I urge all of you to get smoke detectors and make sure all the batteries are working. But here's the question I have, smoke detectors. Why do you go off at 1.30 in the morning with a chirp chirp that goes until 6 a.m. and continues to go because I can't find it, Ben. I'm walking around like, where's Waldo? You hear a little chirp, a little chirp, a little chirp, but you never, it comes about 45 seconds and I can't find it. And I'm walking around in the dark. This thing won't stop. But why do smoke detectors, this is my only question, they never go off when you're sitting there at 12 o'clock having lunch when you're dressed, ready to go. No, let's do this when you're sleeping. Let's wake them up. I don't know. Just me ranting on this. But I know other people have had this issue. People have told me this. But I wonder if this is a subversive plot to get people out of bed to ruin a night's sleep because I don't know why it happens, but it's always happened to me at that 2 o'clock the one o'clock area in the morning and it's always happened. I don't know. Annoying, obnoxious, disruptive, irritating. I could go on for hours. Yes, I could. Anyway, I digress. That's my rant. Very quick, but smoke detectors and batteries, it's, it's, it's just another story. Anyway, thanks to our special guest, Tom Flacco of Towson, the quarterback looking to make his own way in the NFL. And of course, Bud Foster, the great defensive coordinator from Virginia Tech. Ben, we got some big news, right? Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow yep. we have been waiting for this. Uh, we're going to have Jason Lock on four from the NFL Network. He's going to be our guest early on in the show. And then, folks, here we go. Michael Rappaport, the actor, been in over 60 films. Now, here's a question, Ben. What do you think about him seeing our profiles and saying, hey, maybe I get you two guys to come with me on my next film? What are the chances of that? Uh, that'd be great. Just to go Slim the, and none, uh, huh? Well, to go on the podcast with him would be cool. Um, How about that? To be honest with you, just to to talk without having to really worry about what you're saying. You know? I want to go way. on his podcast. Yeah. Our podcast, you can't say it. No. His podcast, you can say anything. That is different territory. Yes. And folks, if you want to find out more about Michael Rappaport, go to his website and you'll see or go to YouTube, pull him up because you will find this guy says it all. He doesn't hold back. Tomorrow, hopefully he holds back, but we're so <laughs> Just excited. enough. Yeah, we're so yeah. excited to uh, have him in. What are you going to ask him? What, what's most interesting to you about the guy? Uh, I'd have to think about it. I've thought, I've mulled over some questions, you know, just off air uh, as far as what to ask. You know, it, you want to, you know, you feel like you, you almost want to avoid the typical, what's your favorite film that you were in or what's your highlight of your career type of thing. So I'd have to dig a little bit deeper. Um, you know, what it's like to, uh, to get on stage and do stand up. you know, something I've always thought about, like what, what goes through your mind? How do you get to the point where you get comfortable enough to get on stage in front of a bunch of people and just, you know, talk about whatever for an hour, hour and a half. 
and try that's, to make people that's laugh. And try to make people and, yeah. laugh and try to not go over like a lead balloon. Right. You know, that would that's intriguing to me. I've always wondered that as far as like stand up comics are concerned. Well it's funny you said so. it because I saw him get ready before he goes out, he kind of punches the air and he gets yeah. himself psyched like up and he runs out like a box. Kind of yeah, yeah, I mean this guy's a competitor. You can tell he's a sports guy, he runs out there and he gets fired up and gives the crowd everything he has. And by the way, speaking of that, he'll be at the funny bone on Friday and Saturday. Yeah, tomorrow ben. and Saturday, yep. Get your tickets. If uh, if you've not gotten some, I would imagine there might be a few available. Not checked the website here the last uh last day or so, but Look into it if you want to go and check out a funny guy. Tune in tomorrow to the show, and um, I know we'll talk about that probably a little bit and talk about his appearance here in Richmond. And I'm sure he would love to have as many folks as possible come out and see him on Friday and Saturday. Absolutely. So and, uh, looking forward to it, man. I I think we'll be fine as far as uh, as far as our conversation goes, but uh, we'll see where it takes us. I, he's he's such a you know I would say well-rounded guy. You mentioned how many films he's been in. He's done TV. You know he does. Uh, Stand up. He's um, not much he doesn't do. There's not much he doesn't do. I even it's heard like him sing with Snoop Dogg, so he's, he sings a little bit too. He goes on, you know, on uh, on radio here and there. I think he's done the Howard Stern show here and there a bunch of times. Um, he does the podcast thing. You know, he's he's got it. He's got it all. Um, so between him and Lock and Four, Lock and Four is our number one. Yes. Get some NFL news and notes from him. And then uh, Michael Rappaport, somewhere in the neighborhood of around 11 15, 11 20. Awesome. Should be on with us tomorrow. So tune in. Can't wait, man. I'm so excited. This is going to be big tomorrow. We've had a great week, of course. Great guests. We thank them all. Of course, Tom Flacco, brother of Joe Flacco, Bud Foster, Virginia Tech defense coordinator. And, of course, uh, we can't do it without you, all our great sponsors and all of our great fans. If you want to follow Sports King, go to www.sportskingradio.com. You can follow us on Facebook at Sports King Nate and thinkoutsidethewebsite.com. Andrew Fisher and the fine staff there. And uh, that's going to wrap it up for this Thursday. We're excited. For Ben, I'm Jamie. Join us tomorrow. Michael Rappaport, Jason Lock and Four, and you on the Sports King on Sports 1061.